and sometimes our emotions and maybe what goes on in the media can dictate what we do with our finances. So, you know, Ben, I always, we've talked about it before. Sometimes people can be their own worst enemies. And Elizabeth, if you're out there listening, I would probably tell you don't overreact just because you're going to retire in six months. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Thanks again for joining us on another edition of the Making Money Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Lee Perkins once again. Lee, how are you? Ben, I'm doing well. I hope you are. Everything's going good here in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we're watching a little football these days, aren't we? Yes, yes. It is that time of year. There's football season and then there's waiting for football season. So that's what <laughs> we're in the thick of it right now. High school football, college football, and, and of course, uh, NFL. I would imagine Macon's got a big uh, high school football uh, yeah. community, right? Yeah, we really do. A lot of crosstown rivalries that are fun to get into, and they even start in, in middle school. My daughter cheers, and so I'm now going and watching middle school football games, and so that's a lot of fun. It's still just brutally hot. Uh, one of these days, the, <laughs> the fall is going to be here. And that's what they keep telling us, right? It's, hopefully. It's on hopefully. its way. You got it. Yeah, that's good to hear. I know I know a lot of towns across the southeast. I mean, that high school is almost as big as, as the Saturdays are. Those Friday nights can be a lot of fun. Uh, it is. Very competitive as it well. It is. It is. Good good times. Well, today's show, we uh, we have a couple things we're going to get into. We've got a little headline or a little mailbag question first we're going to start with. Uh, from Elizabeth in Macon, she writes in. Remember, you can get in touch with us both through Lee's website at jlperkinswealth.com. You can also call Lee with a question directly. If you'd rather do that at 478-254-3550, but we'll take your questions and try to feature them on this podcast as we move forward. And we'll have one from Elizabeth today. And then we'll get into our main topic, which is responsible savers. Although they are typically always doing the right thing by saving money and planning for the future, there are some common mistakes that can be made by savers. So we want to help you try to avoid those. If you're one of those people that like to stock money away and plan, it's a good thing, but there are a few mistakes that can be made. So those are the things we'll get into today. But I'll remind you too, if you're just joining us, we're early, early on in this podcast. So I'll tell you about Lee. He is the owner and financial advisor at J.L. Perkins Wealth Management. They are serving the entire Macon community with an office in Northside Crossing. So make sure you check them out at jlperkinswealth.com. You can schedule a meeting or register for a seminar online as well. So let's hop right into it today, Lee, and get started with this first question from Elizabeth in Macon. Here's what she wrote. She said, I'm retiring in six months, and I'm worried about what will happen next if we have a market crash before I get to the finish line. Do you think I'll be okay for the next six months? Elizabeth, you are asking me to look inside my crystal ball. <laughs> and if you've listened to the show before, you know I don't have a crystal ball. Neither does anybody. But if you're worried about it, then I think you know the answer to your question. Uh, if you're worried about a market crash, then you should probably change things up a little bit. So here's another thing that I would say based on on your question your retirement date is not the finish line for your accounts. That's just the finish line for your job. And your accounts actually have to last as long as you do. So I'm not really sure how much long-term changes I'm going to make 
in six months. We always encourage our clients to have a a long-term investment outlook. And sometimes our emotions and maybe what goes on in the media can dictate what we do with our finances. So, you know, being a, I always, we've talked about it before. Sometimes people can be their own worst enemies. And Elizabeth, if you're out there listening, I would probably tell you, don't overreact just because you're going to retire in six months. You should already have readjusted things to be investing more like somebody who's going to retire rather than somebody who's still got 20 years to work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I thought you made a good point in terms of the finish line too. I mean, I think a lot of times we think about, I just got to get to retirement. Once I get to retirement, everything's going to be fine, but that's not really the case. I mean, that's where you want to get to in, in terms of work, being finished with work and being able to control your own time. But the planning and the income and everything that's involved with your financial health doesn't stop when you're retired. Yeah, you're exactly right. If I can jump in and say one more thing right there. what Elizabeth, what I would rather you do is really focus on enjoying your last few months there working and start digging into what Ben just said, the planning. Start figuring out what's going to happen when you retire and make sure that you're going to be okay. We know the market's going to crash at some point, but we don't have any idea when that's going to be. But you just want to make sure that you're prepared for when that happens. Yeah, I take it like in an ideal world, if you're planning, and this isn't really for Elizabeth specifically, just kind of in general, but if you're planning, those last six months really should be a time where you're, like you said, just kind of enjoying the last bit of work. You're not really concerned because you want to have a plan in place kind of well before that last final couple months to where you don't have to worry about a little bit of up and down in the market. Even if it is a bigger down than than maybe we anticipate, your plan's still in place so that you can kind of really worry about that transition and how you're going to enjoy life. You got it. You are spot on. Okay. I'm, I Lee, you're teaching me a few things here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up a couple things as, as we move along in this podcast. That's it. This podcast is all about learning. The learning never stops. Exactly. It doesn't. And today we're going to try to inform you a little bit about responsible saving. So to kind of give you a little background on, on why we picked this topic. Okay. So even for people that have been very responsible with their money, over the years, entering retirement can still be a challenge, as, as kind of Elizabeth is seeing there. You know, it's such a different stage of life for you. So let's talk about some of the missteps that even responsible savers can make with their money. And the first one is don't get too enamored with how much cash you have. Yeah, that's a good one. It's one that we see a lot of. We've all heard it before. Cash is king. And I believe that 100%. But too much cash can be a, a not a very good thing. I believe you should everybody should have emergency fund cash reserves of six to nine months of living expenses. And of course, that number does vary depending on somebody's situation. If you own your own business, you might want to have a little bit more. If you don't have any debt, you can be a little bit less than that. But sometimes people will just pile up gobs and gobs of money and cash, and it's not really doing anything for them. Once you get that six to nine months of living expenses taken care of and you've got excess, then you've got some money to take care of a couple of other things. The first thing would be if you've got excess debt, then put that money towards the debt. Get some of that stuff knocked off, especially if it's bad debt like credit cards or consumer loans or uh, store cards, things like that. Get rid of that stuff. And if you have extra then you can invest it. Then you can invest that money and it can grow. If you don't need it to grow or don't need that money at all, then 
then I would probably say be charitable with the money. So again, a lot of different things that cash can do for you, but just having too much of it sitting in an account is not always the best thing unless you have that earmarked for a specific purpose. If you plan to buy a beach house or a mountain house, then it's okay to sit on a a pile of cash until you find something you want to buy. But other than that, I don't want you to have too much in cash. Yeah, because plus, I mean, you're you're dealing with battling inflation too, right? And, and that's a losing battle if you're sitting in cash. Exactly. Inflation can tackle you from behind if you got too much sitting in cash and the buying power of that is just going to go down every year. I mean, think about what you paid for, you know, a gallon of milk five years ago and what it is now. Inflation is real. So don't ignore that. Indeed. And on the other end of that is investors that maybe take on too much risk during their saving process, right? Yeah. So we do see a lot of this, especially when people are nearing retirement and things have been going really good. So we're seeing that right now because the stock market is going well. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you not to get too greedy trying to reach some type of magical number because there's not one. Now, we've all seen the commercials. There's a couple of different companies that run ads on TV that, that show people dragging around a big number like that's their magical number, and it's usually a, a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, a million dollars is just a million dollars. It's not anything that is going to get you over the edge other than you can say that you're a 401k or an IRA millionaire. So don't get too caught up in chasing a, a dollar amount goal because you've got to make sure that the amount of risk that you're taking is appropriate for you. And if you're going to retire, you know, like the person who uh, wrote in that had the question, Elizabeth, if you're going to retire in six months, you probably need to take the, your foot off the gas just a little bit. It doesn't mean go ahead and throw everything in cash or a CD and sit there, but invest as if your your situation is going to change. And that's exactly what's going to happen when you retire. Your situation changes. And to me, Ben, if, if your plan can work with a 5% return, why would you invest like you're trying to get 12? And we see that all the time. And so that's why we do a lot of really what I call financial coaching, just to sort of help people make the right decisions, if that makes sense. We always shoot for that bigger number, but you're right. I mean, if your plan works for you for 5%, why not just take that and not be too aggressive? So I like that. That's interesting. And I hadn't really, really thought about it that way. We always, we always shoot for the bigger number, but you don't have to. No, you don't have necessary. to. And it's kind of boring. Nobody's going to sit around you know, you're not going to be playing with your golf foursome and say, hey, I got a, a boring <laughs> 5 or 6% return this year because your golfing buddy's going to say, man, I got 18 this year. He didn't tell you that he lost 25 two right. years ago, and you probably only got two. So, you know, again, just be careful of who you listen to and what you're you're trying to do. Your investments and your your situation is specific for you and not anybody else. We're talking about the mistakes that even responsible savers make. And one that I think, uh, you know, we don't tend to think about or maybe we block it out subconsciously is taxes. And there's always kind of that ticking tax time bomb that's kind of waiting and, and looming over us down the road, right? And that's something we have to be aware of. You got it. Taxes is probably one of the things that I think is overlooked more times than anything else. Lots of times people are kind of, they come on board to the understanding that they need to maybe dial back risk a little bit when they get towards retirement, but they kind of overlook the tax, kind of what you referenced, the the ticking tax time bomb. Because here's the deal, there's an inherent problem with all of these accounts that we save for retirement, these tax deferred accounts. 
your 401ks, uh, IRAs, 403bs, 457bs, all these accounts that we contribute to now, we're deferring the taxes, meaning we're not paying taxes on this and we're going to pay taxes when we take a distribution. And we do this with the hopes that we'll be in a lower tax bracket when we retire. But the fact is there's no guarantee of that. And when I'm doing workshops all, you know, all over the Southeast, and I ask people, which way do you think taxes are going in the future? Almost every single time people raise their hand, everybody says taxes are going up. Nobody, I've yet to meet the person that says taxes are going down. So that doesn't really align with how we're saving the money. So Ben, let me ask you a question. If you needed to borrow $10,000 and, and I said, okay, I'll loan you the money. What are probably the first two questions you're going to ask me? How much do you want back and how long do I have to pay it? Yeah, exactly. What's the interest and how long do I have to pay it back? And so what if I said it depends? Would you take that deal? Uh, no, no, you wouldn't take the deal. If you did, your wife would probably, she'd probably shoot you. No, <laughs> you, you wouldn't take that deal. But that's exactly what we're doing when we put money into our 401k or IRA. We're putting it in there and not really knowing what our taxes are going to be in the future. Because all it takes is a strike of a, a politician's pen and those taxes can increase drastically in the future. If you look at the history on this, and we do workshops on this subject all the time, as recent as the 1970s, the highest tax rate was up in the 75% range. So it can happen. So make sure that you're saving your money in a way that doesn't put all of your eggs in the tax-deferred basket. You want to try to get as much as possible into the tax-free basket. And we could do a whole show on on tax-free options, and maybe we'll maybe we'll do that at some point. Yeah, that's a scary thought to think about that in terms of of a loan that you don't know any of the details on, and it makes you think a little bit more. And I guess that's why more and more people are pushing towards those Roth investment options, right? Exactly, a Roth IRA is a great place to begin building some tax-free money. Now, not everybody can qualify for a Roth. There's you can make too much money to actually qualify to contribute to a Roth, but you can actually convert existing IRA or 401k money to a Roth IRA. Again, there there are some pro rata rules and there's some details there you need to know before you just go out and do it. But so make sure you talk to somebody who knows what they're doing before you decide to do it. But, but I tell people all the time, some Roth is better than no Roth because when you get to that point, the money that you're taking from an IRA in the future, that can also have uh, some ramifications on whether or not your social security will be taxed in the future too. So a lot of moving parts there. So give yourself some options. Yeah. A lot of great things to think about if you're a saver and someone that likes to put money away, there are some things that you got to keep in mind and some mistakes that can be made if you aren't too careful. So be sure to talk to someone that you feel comfortable with about your finances, your advisor, or if you're looking for an advisor, if you don't have one and think, Hey, I needed to work through some of these things and kind of see where I am. Lee's always there, him and his team at JL Perkins Wealth Management are there to help. Uh, they serve Macon, and you can find them online at jlperkinswealth.com. You can call them as well, 478-254-3550, and 
check out their website too, because there's an option there just to schedule a meeting. If you don't want to call, just want to hop on the website, schedule a meeting, or, you know, he's also having seminars every so often. So, you know, keep an eye on those and register for one to learn more as well. There's a lot to learn in this world. And even if you, you think you're really good at things and, and you like to consider yourself a saver, I do too, but you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know and, and you can be making mistakes along the way. So you always want to be keeping your best interests in mind and having somebody that can help you with that is important. You got it. Well, Lee, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Making Money podcast. I appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun stuff. Always not as fun sometimes for people to talk about taxes, but tax-free is always good. So enjoy the time. We'll do it again. Indeed. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast too on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is there on all the platforms. And by subscribing, you can have the next episode delivered right to you and ready to go whenever you want to listen to it, whether it's on your way to work, whether it's mowing the yard, you know, cleaning the house, whatever it is, make sure you subscribe. It's the easiest way to stay in touch with us. So for Lee Perkins, I am Ben George. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Making Money Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.